I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. We have Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Liu. Once again, I have Alex on the podcast. And every time I have Alex on, that means that the content is dire. Because I, I call you in for like a tough bucket. Like you're like... I, I don't know, man, like TJ Warren, remember, you know, like TJ Warren getting tough buckets in the bubble. Like that's you. We're in the bubble right now and, and you're TJ Warren. So, um, Alex, what's going on, man? Actually, what's up, man? Actually, the comparison is the Nassus, man. Oh, no, when, you're, when not, things, you're not the Nassus, man. Things on, are dying. You, First of all, you, number one, yourself? I'm, I'm always cheering for you from the sidelines. You know, okay. me and you basically brothers. Sure, um, yeah. You know, but before the pandemic, you know, I would always hype you up the same way the Nassus did. Yep. Thanasis does that thing before every game, right? Like he just whispers all these things in, in Giannis's ears and, mm-hmm. and hypes them up. And then, you know, yeah, I, I am your Thanasis, bro. And I'm, that's, yeah, I'm happy to be that. Or you're Shohei Otani and, and I'm Ichiro. I've got all the comparisons. for That's me. that's better. I feel like that's better. That's more fair for, for someone of your stature. I mean, you just told me that you were uh, finalizing your book and all that stuff. So can't wait to have you back on to uh, discuss your book, you know. Yeah, you like we talked about it the last man. eight podcasts that we've done. But you know what, though? Like, we're building anticipation. Here's the thing. Like, you know, like, shout out Marin Vader. Like, I'm, you know, great writer. Just fantastic. She wrote this Giannis book. I'm seeing this on the timeline every five minutes, but it's from different people. You know what I mean? Or like Shea Serrano is like, every time he writes a book, it blows up. So we're going to do the same thing for you, Alex, because you deserve it. And also, you know, I'm, you know, you know, I'm also getting a free copy from you. So <laughs> it won't cost me any money. So always man i always got you man what are we talking about today you sent me some topics it's it's dire out here right now it's very dire honestly half the reason to 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 have this podcast is to talk about space jam so if you haven't seen the movie we'll be talking about the second half of the show we'll let you know if you don't want spoilers although you know i think you can figure out what's going on okay uh lebron has to play some basketball and he has to to win or else something happens like you know, you kind of get the plot. But in any case, we'll talk about Space Jam 2 in the second half of the show. First half of the show, very little Raptors content in actual, you know, concrete terms. But there are reports. And it seems like this week in particular, there's a lot of focus on Kyle Lowry. 
and his um, immediate future. And very little of it has been tied to the Raptors, I will have to say. It's not like, you know, reports come in, oh, yeah, you know, Raptors have an inside track to sign Kyle. Kyle really wants to stay and all this other stuff. Um, you're hearing him link to other teams. So I'll just read them out right now. You got uh, New Orleans is emerging as a destination. This is according to Mark Stein, who was formerly of the New York Times, I feel like, because he's writing his uh, newsletter uh, on Substack now. So we'll see where Stein ends up. Uh, Chicago, Philly, Miami are also possibilities. This is according to Matt Moore of the Action Network. Um, so, yeah, let's let's start with those four. Let's start with the New Orleans portion of it. Um kind of random <laughs> when oh, i first heard this i was like are you sure kyle wants to go to new orleans but you know it's uh it's really random because you figure kyle's gonna want to go to a team that's ready to win a championship mm. like right now and i'm sure it's exciting to play alongside zion and, and even brandon ingram but i mean new orleans in the west like are they even getting to the play-in tournament next year they have some real structural Yo, issues. I mean, they, they fired their they, coach after one year. Like it's, yeah. I'm not sure what's going did on. They hire a new coach. Um, I feel like yes, they, did. they got Willie Green. That's right, yeah. Willie Green. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they seem like they hated Stan Van Gundy. I think Stan Van Gundy is just maybe like you know the league has passed him by at this point. Like you know, once the coaches get old, like who's really the old head that's still around? It's only Greg Popovich. I feel like Popovich. How old, is, how old is Rick Carlisle? Rick Carlisle has the personality oh, yeah. of an 80-year-old. Yeah, yeah. I'll give that to Rick Carlisle, too. I mean, but you saw, like, Carlisle didn't really get along with Luca. Mm, yeah. That's part of the reason why I left. But, yeah, no, New Orleans is a really surprising destination. I'd be I'd be personally offended if Kyle went to New Orleans, chose why? New Orleans over Toronto. Okay, like, all right. If you choose Philadelphia, I get, you know, home, and also, you know, apparently the Sixers are contenders – Miami, I also get, you know, they're probably, you know, obviously further along, you could say, than the Raptors in terms of winning a championship. Those make sense to me. Chicago, too, is another weird one. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Kyle, Zach Levine, and Vucevic. What is that? Second round exit. He can do that in Toronto if he wants. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, I mean, I, I think what, what the, one, of the, one of the commonalities when you hear, like, Chicago and New Orleans is sort of the idea that, like, you bring in Kyle – to have a Chris Paul effect, right? And the idea of that is you saw it last year in OKC, Chris Paul takes his young team, gets them to the playoffs, loses in game seven, but a very hard-fought series against uh, Houston. And then this past year, obviously, they're still in the playoffs, and we'll talk about them later as well. Uh, but Chris has multiple great moments throughout the playoffs, also had a great regular season. And not now right now, though. Well, not, <laughs> not right, right now, now though. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that portion of it, too, because it's been very fun to, to start – because you know what? We kind of went too far on Chris Paul. It was like so much universal love for Chris Paul. And I'm like, I know a lot of always, people hate Chris Paul. The stuff always happens, though. Like, he's he's in that sweet spot of, like, he's – well, he's my age. Um, okay. I think he's 36. He, no, and, he's 36 for real, yeah. Yeah, he, so he's 36. And, like, he, it's, it's a perfect narrative, right? Like, people were ready. People probably had the MVP, finals MVP ready, like, written but down in pencil. He for was CP. not – like it's so clear that he's not the best player of the suns right now man it's just well, yeah we'll talk about that later though no no but i think i get what you're saying like related to kyle yeah it's like you can bring in kyle and have that effect i get it i get it i mean I, I think new orleans chicago all these teams would love to have kyle i just for me i wonder like why would kyle choose new orleans out of yeah all these well i mean it depends on how much 
the money is obviously that's a huge factor. I think for Kyle, like he's never really been, he, he was underpaid for quite a while, but the last like five, six years, he's been properly paid like $30 million a year, reflective of his status in the league, reflective of what he's done. And he's deserved all of that. Um, I don't think Kyle's looking to take a discount quite personally. Um, maybe if the money is very close, you can sort of match it up. But for the most part, Kyle's a guy who he's, he's about his money. You know what I mean? Like he's, you know, he's, 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 I'm not saying he's freelancer Alex, but like a, a, almost at that level where he's going to get the bag. Um, and I just think for, for Kyle though, like, it, it, like neurons is okay. You know, like you can maybe talk yourself into it, but you would have to probably be paid a, a premium. Uh, I'm just saying like for 20 million less, you wouldn't go to a team that's a better team. Like you would really just take the most money and go to new Orleans. I almost feel like then I'm not trying to be a Homer, but like I am mm. a Homer, but like, then I would be like, why don't you just stay in Toronto? Cause I feel like the expectation is if Kyle leaves and I would probably at this point, if you ask me, put it at more than 50, 50, that he's going to leave. Like, I feel like it's more likely that he's leave that he'll yeah. leave than he'll come back. Well, we haven't heard a single report that like, Oh, the Raptors are, you know, going to do all this. Cause like, yeah, but you never hear reports about the Raptors though. I feel yeah, like, but yeah, you're right. Like ever. And we don't even know who the, who's running the show on August 1st. That's coming wow. up next week, bro. Yeah, well, listen. Um, yeah, Masai will let you know. <laughs> <laughs> These are the only topics we're just gonna rotate between Kyle and Masai uh, over and over again. How Tune many to times run it back people... this week to, for the ten minute segment of this discussion? Yeah, this run it back is just gonna be this current podcast, but like uh, with more light because it's daytime instead of at ten p.m. at night. This no, is I'm really pro- run it back after New Orleans. Dark, I'm crossing New Orleans off the list, man. I'm crossing Chicago off the list too. I think. Okay, all right. I think if Kyle goes, he'll go to either Philly, Miami. I don't know if the Lakers can figure out a way there to do some kind no, of sign and trade because I don't no. think they have anything that the Raptors want. We're not taking KCP. Um, we're not taking Kuzma. Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> Um, um, but I, I feel like he's going to end up on one of those teams. I can't see him going to a caliber of team like New Orleans or Chicago. I just can't see it. Okay, so for for Kyle specifically, let's look at just Kyle for now. What do you think is the best situation for Kyle? Let's assume the money is relatively equal. Think what it was looking for reportedly um, uh, at the trade deadline in terms of teams looking to sign a trade for him and then also resign him was two years, fifty million dollars. What is the best situation for Kyle? based on all of these spots that he can land in. Because it seems like a very robust market, which makes total sense. The free agency class is not very strong. I would say Philly. I think yeah. even at the trade deadline, it felt like Philadelphia just made so much sense because mm. they clearly needed a point guard of Kyle's caliber and, and what he brought to the table. And I don't think that's changed. I mean, if anything, it's gotten even more dire for them, right? Mm. So I don't know if if the Ben Simmons situation and the Kyle situation is going to end up being like uh, a thing where you can work out some kind of sign and trade, or if you're going to somehow get Kyle and then figure out another trade for Ben Simmons. But I think it's clear cut to me. It's Philadelphia. I mean, I'm, I'm, I can hear the case for Miami too, but I just feel like, I mean, I just feel like you, you know, if Joel Embiid is healthy and, you know, they still have a really good team, adding Kyle just puts them to the next level. It's literally the exact same conversation that we had at the trade deadline. Yeah. Wow. Content is just the same. I don't, I, again, I don't know how people listen to every single episode. It's, thank you. Like I really do, but like, what's this going on? Man? Not, thanks to his fans. 
Yo, <laughs> listen, it, it's it's July 19th. There is no firm Raptors stuff. It's like this or like, oh, the Raptors have talked to this like random prospect who's like 24 years yeah. old. Who, well, like, you're not on Instagram, but on NIT I, or whatever. I, I'm seeing all these Instagram graphics. Apparently, um, we're really interested in Nerland's Noel. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> Who's really interested in Nerlens Noel? I mean, fine. I mean, I guess. To be honest, would you rather have Nerlens Noel or Kem Burge? Um, probably Kem. I feel like Kem's better vibes. Um, sure, wow, we're yeah. back to vibes again, which is no, definitely well, how you know uh, the listen, Raptors had a terrible season. It was an awful. Please year. don't, please don't make again, me great. This is why I'm thanking the listeners, man. Because <laughs> don't they, don't they make me great, Freddie Gillespie and Utah Watanabe ever again. It's still A plus. It's still A plus. Yeah, I want to apologize to everyone. You know, I listen. I listened to that podcast back after it came out when we ranked, when we graded all the players at the end of the season. Mm. And I was like, damn, how do we give all these guys a plus? This is the worst season ever. Yo, so we were I retract, on a curve, man. This is like I retract organic all chemistry. my grades. I retract all my grades, downgrade them by two alphabets, whatever you want. Wow. No, this is like organic chemistry. Everybody fails the course and then you, you, you bell curve the whole thing. And then like somehow everybody got a B plus. <laughs> Even though they got like half of them wrong, but uh, oh, yeah, man. I mean, it was a tough year, so yeah, I mean, look, Nerlens the Wall, sure, cool, I mean, fine, as a backup big, he blocked shots, you know. How about how about we toss John Collins an offer? Is that possible? Uh, it's possible, but it seems like he's gonna cost the max, which um, we're probably not gonna be able to get to. And also, I just like, I think Atlanta's gonna keep him, like, you can't make that run and then not keep him, right? Like, he was their big wing defender and of course i you know deandre hunter was hurt and uh who else did they have i mean like i guess cam reddish was hurt as well but i mean realistically you needed someone with size with mobility with some strength and like whether it was like randall or Giannis, uh you know i guess in the Sixers series less so but you, you like collins was their guy so they, they can't really let him go at this point they're kind of pot committed you know what i mean yeah they they called like they called like two raises uh, pre flop so they're they're stuck they got to see it through at this point. Um, what else, man? What what else? So okay, fine. You see, Philly is the best destination. I agree with you. Like I, I think for, first off, like as much as we're on rec- we're both on record saying we don't want Ben Simmons at that price, especially if it costs some some core pieces. If it's just a sign and trade for Kyle and nothing else, maybe oh, like what? a distant f- pick. Then yeah, sure. Like what I'd take. Ben Simmons for free, essentially. Yes, I would I mean, take Ben Simmons for think free. Think about it. But when Chris Bosch left, I mean, I don't even know if you remember, but like, what, did, didn't we mean? get? Didn't we get back Michael Beasley or something? Like, did that actually not happen? That was supposed. We didn't to even get Michael Beasley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's we, what I'm saying. We got that's two what... first round picks, one of which was ours. <laughs> oh my god, that's what I'm saying. If if Ben Simmons is the piece coming back in a sign and trade in which you're losing Kyle Lowry, yeah, like I don't want to see anybody slandering ben simmons like we are gonna we're gonna (laughs) break down his defense we're gonna start breaking Uh, down the defensive clips send me some clips you know we're gonna hype him up um we're gonna mm. build him back up me and you me and you're gonna build ben simmons back up man that's that's not single-handedly that's the goal i lost matt thomas i lost jalen harris i'm ready i'm ready for ben simmons bro every single person you stand has has really uh (laughs) not worked out for it (laughs) this whole season so next year i'm just gonna stand next year i'm just gonna stand kevin durant lebron james and (laughs) steph curry (laughs) yeah go ahead man honestly um yeah uh, look I think Philly makes the most sense for Kyle too. I think A, they have the biggest need. And I think B, like that's a team that 
is relatively a veteran core that's sort of serious about making a run, making a push. To be honest, only like hurdle I can see in that front is just Daryl Morey. I, th- I think honestly, for one, Daryl's probably trying to take all of the stuff that he has right now and trying to flip that into Dame Lillard. I think that's his number one concern. And I think um, however that ha- that works out, whether that happens at the draft or that happens in free agency, we don't really know. It's really more on Dame's end to sort of formally submit that trade request and then sort of see how things go. To be honest, in my opinion, there's there's not enough time in that situation for Dame to be moved. But I think a guy like Maury, he's going to try to keep um, all his assets for that specifically. And that might lead him to missing out on Kyle, who I think is a much more gettable. Like literally he could have got him at the trade deadline. Michael Green settles on the one yard line. Apparently Malcolm Butler came through and like intercepted. Is that, Yo, did I do on, that man. right? You've used that before. You've <laughs> yeah. used that before. You've watched two Super Bowls I've and seen... one Jays game yeah, like in well... your life. And you keep referencing either Jesse Litch on the Jays, yep. right? That's your baseball. Salute. The ball boy. <laughs> yeah. Malcolm Butler. I don't know why you know his whole name. You must have watched NFL classics over and over again. <laughs> the thing is, I'm told he's not even good. That's the weird thing about football players. It's like, like guys make huge plays, guys have huge seasons, and then like a year later they're just gone. Like I'm just like, oh, yeah. oh Heisel's a follow that league, man. There's gotta <laughs> thank, be some thank you to thank you for fans for for listening to this, man. All, yeah. all we're doing is is trying to fill fill some air uh, fill some airtime right now. No, I mean I think the Daryl Moore thing is a good point. Yeah. You know, has he changed his mind about wanting to get Kyle? I mean, if you didn't want Kyle at the deadline, are you mm. regretting it now, or are you saying, well, that's Kyle's another year older now next season. And and I think the, the I know, thing I is... I hate that phrase, by the way, man. As if time doesn't move the same for every single person. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, for Ben Simmons, time actually is half as fast. Like, but the yeah, Dame yeah. thing is a good point because, you know, I think, I think at some point Dame is going to get over the fact that this is really awkward and he's turning his back on Portland mm. and he's going to request a trade. Like, once these things go down a particular path, I've never seen it in the, at least like the last 20 years, um, things kind of go back. Like he's yeah. down the path that he's going to. And I think he should just go ahead and do it now. But yeah. if, if he wants to go to Portland, it'll be like how James Harden wanted to, to, if he wants to go to Philly, I mean, it'll be like how James Harden wanted to go to Brooklyn last year. Yeah, Like the, the teams are going to figure it out. Like Dame can straight up say he wants to go to Philly. Yeah. Well, my only thing with that is like a, who does Dame know like that? You know how you know how NBA players are. Like they build these connections, right? Like I think obviously, for example, in the James Harden situation, like he knew Kevin Durant very closely. They played; they were teammates. Uh, he knew Kyrie from playing Team USA and stuff like that. Like that one made sense, and he wanted to go to in Brooklyn's Brooklyn, whatever. Like I just, I don't know, man. How many players are demanding trades to Philly? I mean, I was in Philly. Philly's nice. Philly's cool. It's gritty, you know. <laughs> It's got a I mean, personality to it. You can run the steps on the, the art museum, take a picture. You were, you were in Philly, but you were you were at the practice facility for 10 hours. So I don't know if I can trust your Yelp review. On I mean, the know. practice facility was also in New Jersey. <laughs> Randomly. I don't understand, man. You crossed the river and it's New Jersey. So, so you're closer to Buffalo? I don't know my maps. Yeah. Um, no, I think, I mean, Dame probably, I think Dame to Philly probably makes sense. You just go and play no, with Joel. No, it makes sense. Dame. It does make sense. But like, I think that, Dame would have to specifically identify that portion of it. And then I think the difference, the other difference with the James Harden situation is um, Dame has so many years left on his contract that it's not even conceivable that he would do something like sit out or you miss checks. Like even if you got paid for, if you got paid $40 million a year, like you're probably going to go to work. 
So I, I think for, I mean, I, I have not had that luxury yet, but you know, I still go to that work for a lot less than that. But, um, you know, like, I, I just think that he's probably not going to do that same thing. I think he'll approach the team and give them a list and stuff like that, but how closely they adhere to that list. I'm not totally sure. Um, in any case though, I, I think Kyle has a lot of suitors. The situation for me is if from the Raptors perspective, if Kyle wants to go or if the Raptors don't want to bring back Kyle, like, the ideal situation is you work on a sign and trade. And I just think that like from a sign and trade perspective, you're not going to get that much usually in a sign and trade. Like you got to like temper expectations. That's why if you can get Ben Simmons in a sign and trade, even with that big contract, th- that's a huge win, right? But, that's a monster win, man. But they're not really going to, they're not really going to get that. Like the market for Ben Simmons has to be so freaking low for that to happen. Even as, even though Kyle would be a great fit in Philly. Um, you know, I, I think when you're looking at signing trades, you're mostly trying to a get the player outgoing. In this case, Kyle, like a sizable deal to his liking, uh, and take back some salary. Essentially, it's it's almost like a salary dump in a way, although uh, you know not fully that that sense. But the idea is you're not going to get that much. So, like for example, if Philly, if you can get Maxi in a first, I think you'd be pretty that's happy. A, with I think that. that's a I think that's that's a really good haul if they're able to get. Maxi in a first. Yeah. Or like yeah, Simmons. Yeah. I mean, you know, New Orleans, you, you, you Steven Adams in a first. <laughs> no, man. What are you doing Steven Adams for? Come on, man. You know how the, you know how the local media loves. Uh... <laughs> didn't, didn't New Orleans give him a huge deal and he was looking a little washed last season. He was looking washed, but I mean, to be fair, like the whole, the whole Pelicans team was a mess. I'm not totally sure. I want I... players under 30 coming back, man. How old is Steven Adams? Is he is he thirty now? He's got to be. I thought, I feel like he's young. He's he was with Russ and K- He was with Russ and Katie in OKC. That's got to be ten years. Steven Adams' age thirty two. I'm gonna say thirty two. He's twenty eight years old, man. Damn, okay. this guy's well, younger than me. Up. Yo, that's round tough. up. That's tough. thirty. Round up thirty. <laughs> no, there's no rounding up, man. There's still rounding. No, up. I don't want me Steven Adams. The same age. <laughs> I'm not I don't rounding want Steven up. Adams. No All Steven right. Adams. But okay, would he not start for the Raptors? I mean, yeah, but hopefully the Raptors get a little better this offseason. What do you mean? I will man? say, too. I will we're, say we're too, linked to reports like, yo, Raptors are really in on Nerlens Noel. Like, I'd rather have Steven Adams than Nerlens Noel. It's really going to be a Twitter poll, Nerlens Noel or Rashawn Holmes. Um, no, I also think when you point out the sign-in trade, we, we should point out, too, that like, I think the front office does need to pull something off if Kyle leaves. Yeah, you can't let him walk for nothing, man. Stay didn't go ahead with whatever the best offer was at the trade deadline. And I feel like that needs to be taken care of this offseason. Like we shouldn't let the front office off the hook for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, the whole idea of like, oh, this established that the Raptors won't be, you can't just take players out the Raptors for nothing. I'm like, all right, <laughs> that's, that's fine. But like, can, can we have something like, for example, like Miami for is another team that linked to, right. And Miami, I feel like with the Jimmy Butler connection, obviously everyone wants to. Uh, well, Miami is a very attractive free agency destination. Plus, they got golf or whatever. I love how Kyle's this big of a golf fan that like golf is like a, a huge free agency factor. Like if if you like, I don't know, man. What, what does what place doesn't have golf? I guess, but like if you don't have good <laughs> golf, like he's not coming to your to your city. That's wild. <laughs> anyway, but like Miami, for example, I think um, John Hollinger suggested something like Iguodala plus. 
KZ Opala plus Precious Ochua for 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 Kyle. Yeah, getting Precious Ochua would be cool. I mean, are we just waving Iguodala? Because <laughs> I mean, we had we had a chance to get Iguodala the first time in two thousand and four, five, six, and. Yeah, no, I guess we got to manage our expectations a little bit, whatever these signs, you know. It's not going to be great, man. We're pretty much getting the Vince Carter package, man. We're getting um, Alonzo Mourning, Eric Williams, Aaron Williams, two first round picks. Like that, that's, that's essentially what we're getting. Or Kyle could come back. Or he could come back, which is a good point. But I mean, like, I just think that if Kyle comes back, the rotation looks really weird, especially if they also draft one of the two Jalen um, Jalen's in the draft, which is like, for example, if Kyle came back and you took Suggs, just for example, right? You have at point guard, your depth is Kyle, Fred, Malachi, and Jalen Suggs. And then shooting guard, Fred's going to play there. Trent's going to resign. He's going to play there. Uh, and then I guess Suggs is also your backup shooting guard because he's bigger than Malachi. Um, and I guess Trent can play some small forward, but for the most part, you have still like 96 minutes a game uh, between the two guard positions. So let's say you give Kyle 32, Fred 32, which is already very generous. I don't think Nick Nurse ever wants to play these guys less than 40 minutes, but still Kyle 32, Fred 32, Trent 20, Sug 16, Flynn zero that you're, you're already hit. <laughs> wow. Is Malachi's dad listening to this pod? Cause I don't <laughs> you, think he'd be all right with that. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, the, the rotation gets really, really messy if Kyle comes back. So that's I think that's also part of the reason why, like, depending on how the draft works out, like, if, if the Raptors end up with one of those guards, plus they traded for Trent already with this explicit idea of re-signing him, like, you're going to play him. Like, I'm not saying Kyle isn't better than all these guys. He is, but it's just, you know. Kyle doesn't fit the timeline. He doesn't. You know, yeah. I think... I think if you look at it from a basketball perspective, but if you look at it, obviously there's just a lot of like sentimentality with it, right? Yeah. Like, but I mean, he's also really goes good. Away quick. He's, yeah, he he's... is. But I guess at the end of the day, it's just what his motivations are. Like, I don't think he's trying to wait for the Raptors to build it back up. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I'm preparing for Kyle to to not come back, but I love I love to be pleasantly surprised. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you at this point. Um, I just think, like, again, like, the front office was fully ready to trade Kyle. He was fully ready to leave. I still need to know what happened, man. Like, I need actually to what happened. <laughs> Why did Daryl Morey go for George Hill, man? Uh, you know what? I got to pull up George Hill's box scores. I, I can't. I can't. I just This idea that, like, he was like, I need – George Hill's going to make a big impact for us. And to his credit, George Hill was on the floor at the end of game six or seven. I guess game seven against the, the Hawks and Ben Simmons wasn't, it was literally George Hill, Ben Simmons. And I think Maxi or what's a man. George Hill was Milton? like what Jeff Teague is to the bucks. That's what he was to the Sixers during their playoff run. Yeah. Do you want to guess? Um, so game one, George Hill came out scorching 11 points. Um, do you want to know how many baskets uh, George Hill made like the most amount of baskets in a game at, at that I'm point gonna, after the rest of the playoffs. I'm gonna say three. Yeah, he had one game with three baskets. Um, this is thank you Washington. everyone for listening, man. Thank you. Yeah, let, let, <laughs> there you go. Atlanta, one for three from the field, one for three from the field. Yeah, he's Jeff T. Two for four, one for five, one for three, one for three. This guy, yo, this guy's a baseball player. This, guy, this guy's <laughs> going one for three every game, man. <laughs> 
This guy's gonna you're gonna call him Adam Lind. <laughs> no, this guy's a Lyle Overman. This guy's only hitting doubles, oh, man. <laughs> no, but for real, like I've never seen a basketball player's stat line look Yo, so much like a baseball. White first baseman who bat left-handed, they're like all the same. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, no, George Hill slapping infield singles for the for the Sixers, man. This is no, this he's is he's really Jeff Teague, man. He's Jeff Teague. Yeah. So anyway, I, I hope Darren Morey does the right thing and gives us Ben Simmons for free for Kyle Lowry. I think that would work for both teams. Man, that that would be awesome. But you're right. Like there's definitely some like one upsmanship type stuff going on with Masai and mm. and Daryl too. I don't think either of them are trying to get fleeced. No, nah, I think ego has to come into the into factor there, which yeah, I get it, man. I get it. Um, what are your takeaways from the finals so far? Takeaways from the finals. Yeah. What are you enjoying um, from the finals? What are you not enjoying from the finals? Giannis. I mean, I'm enjoying Giannis a lot. I feel yeah. like I feel Brutus, like Giannis anyone with the I feel like anyone quotes. who's an immigrant who or has immigrant experiences or parents were immigrants, whatever it is, like I feel like you got to root for Giannis. I know we've slandered him in the past. Uh, probably slandered him like three weeks ago. Probably. When he was playing the Nets. We slammed the Nasses off the top of the show. Man. Yeah, but the Nasses is different. Um, oh, he did Giannis, never <laughs> <laughs> he's not I'm still waiting card. for Thanasis. I know he's in health and safety protocols right now. Get well soon. Yeah. I, I, every time Thanasis checks in, I wait for him to drop that baby special, the minus 10 in two minutes. Oh, man. I always wait for that. <laughs> it gets me so excited. Yeah, he's going to fight two people in between. Uh, That's how he gets the minus 10 because he gets like four flagrant fouls. No, but no, I'm loving watching Giannis. I think I think one of the things coming into the finals was like everyone was like, oh, there's no star power. It's the Bucks and the mm-hmm. Suns. And like, no, like we're watching. I mean, all the games have been super entertaining. You know, I even feel like the first two games when the Suns won, those games were closer than the score was. And then obviously the last two games we've had the Giannis block and then the Drew Holiday alley-oop. Yep. Well, Drew Holiday steal, which was ridiculous. Yeah, that was great play. And then the, the alley-oop to Giannis, which uh, Chris Paul with a really dirty foul, which I think people just missed because Giannis oh, like, was too on. powerful was, and dunked it. <laughs> was that a dirty foul specifically? Man, look at that photo with LeBron in the background, man. He was okay. like shoving him like in the privates. Look. Like, watch, you know, come on, man. I know you're not trying to defend Chris Paul. I like CP more than you, man. Yeah, I, I do. But even still, you know, as, as someone who commits dirty fouls in every sport that I play, at, at levels way lower than the NBA Finals, that's fine. That's a yellow card foul. Nah. This is like people getting mad at Chiellini for pulling on Saka's jersey. Yeah, is that a yellow, yellow card? Absolutely, 100%. But like, that was a smart play. That was a smart play. How This is what, this is what risk- Chris Paul was trying to do. Although Chris Paul's foul was pretty dumb. If he had just dunked it, it was still a one possession game. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, it was dumb. It was it was it was borderline dangerous, but it just you can't tell because nothing happened. But yeah. no, for me the thing that stands out is definitely Giannis, you know. I think watching him kind of go to this next level and just play the way that he's playing and and you know, we've been part of his suffering in the playoffs, <laughs> you know, the past two seasons. Yes. And it's cool, man. Honestly, it's cool. You know, I know a lot of Raptors fans don't have good feelings with Bucks fans. And, and, and trust me, when the Bucks, if the Bucks finish this off and win, uh, we'll let them celebrate for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then we'll quickly point out that, you know, if, if Katie wore a uh, smaller shoe size, mm-hmm. um, the Bucks would have been out in the second round and I, Coach know, Bud I, would be on LinkedIn right now. I mean... You're right. Definitely. Um, Both of our championships, assuming the Bucks win, both the Raptors and the Bucks championships will have been impacted by K. 
Kevin Durant. I was gonna say we as Raptor fans, we gotta pick a different argument than KD. We just gotta steer clear of that whole topic <laughs> altogether. We did not do ourselves a glory. No, but all jokes do aside, not like, I'm not my gonna... reaction in game I'm five not... when the injury happened. I was not jumping up and down. All right, definitely that no, wasn't no. happening. But, but like, um, was I... no, I'm not gonna discredit anything the Bucks do. Like, if they win the championship, like you win, you win the championship, you win the championship, and they've earned it. And I mean, it's just weird, man. Like Chris Middleton, suddenly this guy has like 20 point quarters like every yeah, other we game. know that we know he could do that but he was like but i mean come on like he's been hitting ridiculous shots like because yeah. like he's basically i mean not to turn this into a baseball podcast but this guy's mariano rivera man like he comes right. in as the closer with like three minutes left like look at him last game the shots that he was hitting like he's yeah. been ridiculous in these playoffs I, mean, I know he's had like bad games here and there but man i mean i don't know and like drew holiday you know looked like eric bledsoe for like the first four games of the series and then came on too but i don't know man i've been really impressed with the bucks yeah i think it's cool to watch like you know the raptors got slandered for years and at some point during that 2019 run they became a different team and it wasn't just Kawhi; like all these other guys became different players too right like kyle mm. ended all the narratives about him and you know all of the raptors core group and you know the bucks are doing the same the bucks yeah. are doing the same right like what are we what are we ever going to say about you know that group you know, the big three. What are we going to say about Bud? Like, when you win a championship, there's really nothing anyone can say, ever. All right. All right, Brian Windhorse, relax. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he loves saying that, man. Anyway, um, you know, honestly, I, this Bucks thing is bothering me, too. But I think it's just for, purely from a place of pettiness. And so from that perspective, I think I should be just be able to check it. it it's unpleasant. Like, I don't like watching their success, but... It's okay. But I'm so happy me. for Giannis. You're not happy I, for Giannis? I am happy for Giannis. And I just and it, even the you know the whole like I guess failed pursuit for Giannis to come to Toronto and all that stuff, like that doesn't even bother him anymore. I, I think as you mentioned, like his story is so fantastic. His background is incredible. He just seems like a good dude as well. You know what I mean? Like he seems like a regular dude. Like he's just making lewd jokes um in a second language. Like I love that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Remember the bell that he had on Instagram? When yeah, he rang that bell. He had another one recently as well. So, you know, like, I, I you know, I find him and his his, his girlfriend's relationship really adorable. Um, his story, obviously, is very, you know, it's good. But also, it's just like the better basketball team is is winning right now. And that's what I really wanted to see from this playoffs is just like two teams playing at close to their full capacity and one team being better. And then that team being crowned to win the series or win the championship. And that's something that I feel personally um has not been satisfying for me because like there's been so many significant injuries and you'll say well you know injuries happen every year i'm like yeah injuries happen every year injuries are like oh yeah kendrick perkins wasn't available to guard i don't know man dwight howard or like i don't know andrew bynum so therefore like yeah i, I want to hear that okay like injuries are like this year where you have hardened out Kyrie out that series was not satisfactory to me even though it was still Why? very good yeah, you know what I mean, like Kawhi, you know, being being so impacted, Jamal Murray taking out another championship team, AD Even and LeBron, LeBron, LeBron clearly LeBron wasn't AD. ready. Yeah. Like, I mean, let's 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 be let's be clear. Not taking away anything from Phoenix, but they're out in the first round if, if AD doesn't get hurt in Game Four. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but you know, nah, not maybe. That series was done. You know, the Lakers team was kind of ass. In they were, but like, why were on. they going to the Drummond thing? And then like, as the much as I thing love Mark, so, you yeah. love Mark. Marcus Gasol was not like a golden solution to everything. Like this is yeah, in but, 2019. But he was the only in. solution. He was the only solution. Like, but I mean, he's not that's how do bad anything. you wanted. That's how badly you wanted. They wanted Drummond off the floor. No, they. Yeah. 
I mean, we've seen LeBron carry worse teams. I mean, LeBron obviously wasn't at 100%. Either. They had no guards either, plus Dennis Schroeder. They was could have horrendous. crawled their way to the conference finals, though, the Lakers. They could have beaten Phoenix. They yeah. could have beaten Denver. And then I don't know what happens with the Clippers. Do you think LeBron was banking on going to the finals and then releasing Space Jam? That would have been wild. I feel like that would have helped sales. Yeah, no, it's wild that he showed up courtside. And then I don't even know if this was a Photoshop graphic, but I think ESPN put up like a Rotten Tomatoes rating for Space Jam. Yeah, so that was that was Photoshopped. Was it, was yeah. it Photoshopped? It was because I was like, "There's no way ESPN's doing that." <laughs> although I, I would I would have kind of loved that kind of pettiness from Disney. Um, although, by the way, what, where, why was LeBron sitting by himself? Like, I thought he would be sitting with. Like, doesn't Chris? Does why would he just come? Did he come alone to the game? No, he, he was, was with his, sitting... he was with his guy uh, Randy Mims. Like, he was? sits next okay. to him. That's like his close friend, and then. I guess Rich Paul was with Adele, like yeah. on the other side. Which right? so. you know, I I didn't see that one coming, but no, that was that's wild. Yeah, happy for both of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, very random. I, I I literally like I, I heard um, Zach Lowe on the the post game podcast with Brian Windhorst and, and Nick Nurse. Although Brian Windhorst was, was getting uh, Russell Westbrook level touches on that podcast, and Nick Nurse was just standing in the corner like Tabo Cephalosha, unfortunately. Um, but in any case, listen to that podcast, and Brian mentioned he was like. And he's there with his girlfriend Adele, and I was like, "What?" First no, off, it's, it's wild. Adele's there with his, with her boyfriend, Rich Paul. <laughs> All right, please put some respect on that. That's 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 not how that goes. No, also Rich Paul, man. This guy was selling throwback jerseys out of yeah. like the trunk of his car, and LeBron just spotted him. How how is that true though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think it's like a made up origin? No, it just story? sounds so good. The story's so good. It just sounds a little, you know, like. It's like, yo, man, this guy quit accounting and became a writer. No, but like, um, yeah. No, yeah. happy with Rich Paul, man. This guy runs the world. Doesn't, isn't Nick Nurse part of Clutch too? That's His true. agent is part of Clutch, right? <laughs> OG's true. part of Clutch. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the news that we've forgotten. Okay, hold on. Forget the finals. All right. The finals. Are we cool. talking about Nick Nurse's <laughs> lawsuit? Do we need to say allegedly after yes, every, every the, sentence right this now? Whole, this whole sentence is brought to you by allegedly. Okay, <laughs> yo, I'm, I'm not getting. Yo, if I get sued off being on your pod, this will be the most expensive mistake okay. of my life. First off, Nick, please come on the podcast. Uh, I mean, we won't ask you about this. I promise. No, let's talk about you and Takashi. You know, we we can talk about anything, Nick. Yeah, that was disappointing that he's. Not I love how I'm just inviting coffee. myself on. Yo, <laughs> if you have Nick on, just let me sit in. Yo, also, if you have Nick on, I will go and get a five n, a five n hat. <laughs> Someone in no, the YouTube comments a... for running back is like, what happened to the 5N hat idea? Bro, I'm not actually going to get it. But no, if, if you do get it, they'll get it on bucket hat style. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get like no, a No, no, we get the Asian straw man hat, man. We're, we're taking that back. <laughs> no, no, give me the give me the five back. ends on the Asian tourist vi- visor. You know, <laughs> once that, like, the, the top is cut off. <laughs> but yeah, what, just, what, what, what folds it, over the face for a face mask. What did you well. want to talk about with Nick Nurse? Yo, what's going on? Why? He's so getting okay. sued allegedly. So hold on though. So I thought his agent was Warren Legary. Like I feel like this has been discussed it before. Like was, but I guess from reading the stories, it's Andy Miller now, right? Who is part so of when Club. did he change? When did he change well, agents? I guess that's the thing that's in contention because what Warren Legary is saying is that he should be getting a cut of the of the extension that he got. Right? Is basically the gist of it. Yeah, but I mean, it depends on, I guess, if he had fired his agent know, and then gone to Andy and then they negotiate the contract. I don't yeah. really see why he should get a cut. Just figure it, just figure it out, rich people. Like, just, man. just figure it out. I thought, yeah, 
I didn't think I didn't have Warren Legary as the person that would sue Nick. I thought it'd be uh no, I was gonna say Dwayne, but I like Dwayne. Whoa. (laughs) Wouldn't be surprised if Dwayne Casey was somehow behind this. Um what do you think Nick Nurse is doing at the clutch parties? You know, like every organization. Do you think? Oh Nick, my God, yo, Nick I mean, Nurse is gonna slip Ben Simmons the Nick Nurse but, pill, and it's gonna change everybody. Bro. Nick's like in clutch, oh. but like he's not like part of the main crew, you know? Why not? Like, I don't know. I mean, it's crazy because like Drake's obviously super close to LeBron. Like, I feel like there's connections to be made for Nick to like show up at those in those photos. Do you think? Do you think Nick? goes to those parties and tells g-league stories do you think nick's the yes. type that will just tell g-league stories no matter like what environment he's in yeah you know how I, everyone's I always got like so, three man. stories that they tell like yeah. I, I feel like nick nick's always got three in his bag like he's gonna uh, tell you about the time dennis rodman played on his team for three days you know yep yep no it's true um this is a, a question that i i, I question if i wanted to say publicly although there's nothing specifically wrong with it I just wanted to know, is Nick Nurse the first white clutch client? There's, they got to have a... You don't think they have like a Doug McDermott on there? I'm looking at the list right now. Yeah. He might be. You're going to say white people aren't getting enough opportunities? What's That's going not on? what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying. Allegedly? <laughs> not allegedly. This, this is might just be the wildest research. podcast we've ever done. <laughs> We've been going Nurkage. off the rails every five minutes. Okay, Yusuf Nurkic is on here, but he's yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Nick Nurse, figure out, figure out your thing, man. Nick Nurse breaking barriers. I was just surprised. I was just surprised. Sports. Nick Nurse is the minority at clutch, is what you're trying to say. Yeah, Face Jam too. We're finally oh, at this wow. part of the podcast. Okay. We have to start Let's with go. this. Okay, so um, I watched the movie. You watched the movie. If you haven't watched the movie and you don't want to hear spoilers in particular, turn out the podcast. Like we're not going to. No, talk no. About I'm going to say if you haven't watched the movie. Just listen to this anyways, because I feel like <laughs> yeah, this will right. actually, this right. will it's actually, it's not going like, to ruin the surprise. Or it's not like going to ruin It's space jam, man. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're not talking about, I don't even know. Like, we're not talking about like the sixth sense here or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like let's, um, no, listen to this, man. Like, you know, this is, we're, we're going to be Asian, uh, Cisco and, and Ebert right now. Okay. Right. I was saving this for a run it back. Make sure you tune in to run it back this week where we redo this segment, but in yeah. three minutes. Don't, don't worry. It'll be better. <laughs> I'm going to do a different three stars. <laughs> You're going to get two different reviews from me this week. All right. All right. Yeah. No, this, this right, one's true. Go. And the run it back is going to be, it's going to be. Fair. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Okay. So, first off, in this movie, the start of this movie, the first 10 minutes were so weird and disjointed because you get this, like, I guess this is like a, panning back to you know at the start of lebron's life when he was a kid and then he's going to practice and then his mom's not making it because she's got to work and then like he misses some sort of game-winning shot and then avon avon barksdale i believe from, from <laughs> yeah. the wire was the coach well, yeah. he looks way older first off i mean i realized the wire was 20 years ago but like i was like whoa that it really is this guy's really about to cuss out the rest. How many times has Avon played a basketball coach slash player at this point? Because it's at yeah, least no, three. he's definitely been typecast. He's yeah. definitely been typecast. At Does he point. look like a a basketball player specifically? Like, is he like, you know what I mean? Like, it's anyway. I'm I was surprised he might that. be a clutch client. Yeah. He, he he could be in clutch. I mean, Nick, Nick Nurse probably is handing him a hat right now. Um, <laughs> you know, Nick Nurse is doing the bubbles hat thing at clutch. <laughs> I don't know why Nick there's a clutch is just so funny. Man. I was I'm not so because the thing is every single player, every single coach and, and and general manager is like basically a Warren client anyway. So yep. 
Nick really is <laughs> breaking barriers in that sense. It's built um, different, man. He's built different. But so then there's like, that's the start of the movie. Okay. It was. Wait, hold on, man. Before you even go on, I need to know because I'm 36. Are we recapping every scene? No, 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 no. Because you're no. starting from the beginning and you're stressing me out. <laughs> I'm not going to make it to when they go into like the Looney Tunes world at this yeah, pace. No, don't worry. No, I'm just saying the, the start of it really confused me because I heard a lot of negative reviews. I've seen that graphic yeah. of LeBron at the Suns game with the 38% <laughs> under his name. Okay. So I was like really worried that I wasn't going to have a good time. And the start of it was like really shaky for me. I was like, what's going on here? And it looked like one of those throwbacks. You know that commercial where um, the guy who kind of looks like a young Chris Paul like is tipping the play out, but then like the referee calls it out on the other guy. Then he walks to the huddle and he's like, yo, I'm, my coach, it was off on me. And everyone's like, yo, shut the hell up, man. I think his name was yeah, Alex too. I know actually. what you're talking about, yeah. It, it, it looked like that, but in the Space Jam too. And then they panned to like a LeBron career monologue, which like I was so confused by. And then the movie yeah, starts. That, it's, that's it's the opening start. credits. The opening credits is just literally a series of LeBron's like, greatest career moments. Mm-hmm. Like his championships, like the great dunks that he's had, like all his highlights. Yep. Um, you know, I guess when you make your own movie, you can just make it about yourself. Yeah, which, by the way, I realized why that he put that in is because I actually think that this movie is for kids that are so young that, like, don't remember LeBron jumping over John Lucas. Don't remember LeBron doing that little Statue of Liberty dunk over Tim Duncan with the mask on. They don't remember Dante no, that, Jones. That, or, I think that's totally fair. I think that's one of the main points. I think that's one of the main points. You know, I've seen a lot of people talk about it. It's like, listen, man, I thought the movie was terrible, but <laughs> I'm also not going to be like, wow, I thought space jam 2 was terrible and like you know like that's Mm. i'm not gonna make that like part of my personality but like it's not for me like i bet you like if my my seven-year-old nephew watches this like he's gonna want a goon squad jersey he's gonna think like dame you know i'm sure we'll talk about the game but like dame doing his dame time thing was super cool Mm. like i think this was a great kids movie um they should have just marketed that more they should have just leaned all the way in and made it a kids movie. I mean, it's literally. I don't think there was anything movie, for like. Though. How would you not know that that's a kids movie? But like, what I just were you think expecting, like, like, you know, Bojack Horseman. <laughs> but like, I just think like, I mean, what is in that movie for people like us? You know, I don't think there's anything. Okay, first off, there's age difference between us. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're getting lumped in in this situation. <laughs> no, no, no. Twenty no, pl- relax. Twenty-five plus. Twenty-five plus is its own demographic in this case. So. Okay, hold on. All right, it's different. All right, technically, I'm a millennial. Yo, when you're thirty-six and I'm like fifty, I can't wait to get those jokes off on Twitter. Okay, I actually didn't hate the movie. Maybe it's because I watched it at like one a.m. and I was real tired. I don't hate it. It was just not good. Like you're gonna sit there and be like, "This is a good movie." It was not a good movie. Like, like it's not like you watched like. Uh, I didn't expect it to be a good movie. Film, okay? Yeah, like I'm, not some, like, like a, I'm not expecting movie, this to be like a dance. I'm not expecting this to be like a Criterion Channel. Were, movie. were you entertained? Were you like? I was only I was only entertained during the game when they played the game. Okay, actually, wow, you're a real hoop head. You really, uh, yeah, see yeah. The you know me, man. Yo, I'm built different. I'm built yo, different, man. This I, guy I live, breaking down plays, yo, man. <laughs> yo, I live for hoops, oh. man. No, but like, so you didn't you I didn't mean, like all the cameos and stuff. You weren't you weren't down with that. Some of the cameos were cool. I mean, I think the first part of the movie was just really slow. I mean, they obviously had to get them into the world. And then they had this whole, like, I don't know, it felt like it was an hour of just once he got into the animated world yeah. of just running through all the Warner Brother properties, right? I mean, number one, I will say it was actually kind of slick how they explained why all of these other players that showed up look like video game characters. 
mm. like in yeah. terms of Dame. Um, who else was there? Dinah, Tarasi, AD, yep. Clay, right? Yep. Like Neckle it was because McGill. LeBron's like quote unquote son in the movie Dom, um, which Bronny couldn't have played that role. I feel like LeBron yeah. should have just let Bronny play that role. It would have just felt more like authentic, even. I mean, yeah. He's like, yo, my friends are gonna, my friends are gonna shit on me once this gets thirty eight percent on run. The movie's for his friends, okay. So first off, that's not supposed to happen. Right? This is not for Bronny's way too old to be liking Space Jam. How old too. is he? Like ten? How old is he? <laughs> Bronny, he's coming to the NBA in like three years, man. Okay, never mind. All right, take that back. I'm scratching <laughs> that for the podcast. He's not ten. He's ten plus six apparently. Um, no, but I didn't 10. like the first half of the movie at all um you know it was just slow and like i didn't care it was disjointed it was really just because they kept having to jump because the thing is like it went from you see lebron's career monologue or montage to then seeing warner brothers's career montage yeah and i'm like okay it's cool that lebron and looney tunes were in casablanca for like five seconds but like why they go to gotham at one point right and like all the characters show up and all of that stuff i just wasn't there for that stuff um but once they got to the game, I was yeah. actually pretty hyped to see, like, because it was like a game of NBA Jam, but on steroids, right? You got all mm. the power-ups and different things. And, you know, I thought it was cool, like, Dame had this thing where he had a watch, right, that could slow down time. Yeah. And that was Dame time. Shouts to Clay Thompson. Apparently, his character's name was Wet Fire. Yeah. <laughs> he named, he he named that himself, water. man. No, he named, <laughs> yeah. that, that's definitely Clay made that up himself. First he had, of all, he had 16 did we forget that, like, that. that like LeBron and the Warriors just like hate each other? Remember when yeah. LeBron had those three one comeback cookies like for Halloween, like for oh, his yeah, Halloween yeah, yeah. party right. and all of that? Like, I know it's all business at the end of the day, but I'm sure Clay was just there for the check. So respect to Clay for nah, that. I think Clay was there because he's been away from basketball for the whole year, for two years now. So he's got to do something. <laughs> um, yeah. the, the interactions between LeBron and AD were just like hilariously not funny. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, it's tough, man. This was part of the under the table deal to get AD to the Lakers. Yeah, no, that's what it's exactly. Like, that's exactly what it felt like. Gym. <clears throat> but like, I feel like someone like Dame, like. You know, if seven-year-olds who don't watch basketball, like you said, like that, watches it, mm. they're going to fall in love with some of these characters. Like, they're going to really like yeah, the Goon Squad. But, like, who, though? Because, like, it wasn't, like, any single character outside of Don Cheeto, who is absolutely the first oh, star of this. Oh, we're, we're, doing the rea- we're, doing the, this we're doing the React Pod, actually. This is a Space Jam 2 React Pod. But Carry outside this. of Don Cheeto, LeBron, not even his son, because his son was kind of one-dimensional... Um, oh, nobody was good. Let's be clear. It's only Don, Don Cheadle carried this movie. Yeah, like no, if Don, you cared about like acting, like from an acting standpoint, Don Cheadle saw this script and, and said, yo, let me revisit my Rush Hour cameo. And I'm going to go in that specific bag. Um, Why no, but he, there, man? I, I feel like Don Cheadle, <laughs> <laughs> Don Cheadle, I feel like he didn't need to put up this effort, but he did. Like hmm. he could have just coasted i mean it's space jam too nobody's really expecting that much from you no but, but somebody he, had to take responsibility for the team and it was Don he Chico. leaned into his role really yeah. well like legit every time he was on a, in a scene i was like all right like this is actually pretty good like i can't believe don Cheadle's trying this hard yeah no i i actually had um a, a list of nba comparisons for don Cheadle. so <laughs> my list here is 2015 lebron 2006 Dwayne Wade or 2019 Kawhi? What was Don Cheadle in this movie? Man, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna say 2018 LeBron. 
28. Okay, so yeah. he, he, you know what? I agree with you because towards the end, his character, again, this is spoilers, but like his character is just completely like neutralized. Like we don't really even get to see much of him at all afterwards. Like it's, I don't know. I mean, obviously the, the he's the villain and the villain, you know, loses in a kid's movie or whatever, but like he kind of disappeared just like LeBron in 2018. He punched, <laughs> he punched, he punched the, whatever, the fire extinguisher or whatever. Don Cheadle was LeBron and LeBron in this, LeBron was Jeff Green in this movie. No, no, I think LeBron um, might have been I was expecting a little bit more. I was expecting a little bit more. I was expecting a little bit more from LeBron on the on the acting side mm. because I forgot what's that movie that he did Trainwreck years ago. Train yes, wreck. Trainwreck. I thought he was pretty good for the role that he was given in Trainwreck, but the thing for me is like LeBron's in a different place in his career now. Mm. Like I feel like he's too rich and too successful to like do anything interesting on screen. Yeah. That's my other takeaway. Well, I mean, this is also one thing. It was like, because obviously this movie was so much about like LeBron. Like it was, a Le- it was LeBron propaganda. Like uh, let's be real. Like they're you know, they're playing us on CCTV four at this point. But uh, <laughs> but like it, it's it it does make you think about LeBron's whole career. And I do remember like early in his career, like LeBron was able to showcase so much more of his personality. Maybe because he was a lot younger and stuff like that. But like he was just able to be himself a lot more. Like you would see these like videos at the all-star game where he was like dancing at practice with Shaq and Dwight Howard. Or like, you know, remember when he was in Cleveland, he was also do like stuff on the sideline. Like he did like the, the, the dance, the Riverwalk dance. And then he, um, yeah, he, would did use, the photo. he used to do these like, yeah. Elaborate poses with team with his teammates before the game. Right. Like mm-hmm. all this fun stuff. But um, he did, but I'm like, saying that he's just doesn't point. happen anymore. He's such a, he's so controlled now. Like he's so he like, tightly, like he's almost like he's a president. Like you can't. But that's the level of celebrity down, he's at. Right. And I think yeah. it reflects on this type of movie too, because it's funny because obviously all the reviews have been terrible. And the other day he retweeted, he posted a link of uh, a link that said that space jam made like 32 million over the weekend. And he basically, I think his caption was high haters. And like, that just said everything to me. Like, that's what this movie was about to just make money. Yeah. Like there's no creative energy behind it. Like, I don't think there's, I don't think LeBron's looking to hire like someone to be like, Oh, let's make the best film possible. It's like, let's make the best film about me. Mm. That's possible. Right. And that's a big difference. Again, not, not looking for this to be like some kind of groundbreaking film, but I, I just think for it's even for it's genre, like, appealing to kids and all that it just could have been better yeah i mean listen I we're, we're not we're not children like this is not for us yeah like, no that's what i'm like... saying like i'm not trying to go that deep on it but i don't know the game mm. was fun you know they came back from i a can't thousand you love points. the game this much <laughs> yo i was so excited when they came <laughs> on the court <laughs> no this guy was like oh wow this is like the 26 to 3 comeback by the Raptors <laughs> yeah, against yeah. the bucks <laughs> okay by the way the halftime score <clears throat> of this game which again space jam you know, oriented 1037 to 35, I think, or 25. Yeah. Yeah. They were Whatever, down literally man. a thousand points. It's basically Kyle Lowry bringing the Raptors back <laughs> from 30 down against the Mavs. What's the yeah, difference? What, what, was the, what was more realistic of a comeback? This comeback or Kyle versus the versus the Mavs? <laughs> Honestly, this one, because I still don't know how the Mavs blew a 30 point lead. I think they should have traded Porzingis that day. Yeah. That was a, uh, and, and the, the weird thing is, so in this game, um so i guess we're really doing this this. (laughs) yeah well here's the thing so they're up a thousand so the goon squad is up a thousand at halftime 
I think they legitimately scored four total points in the second half. Because the, 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 it came down to one basket, obviously, and then, you know, LeBron hits the game winner, okay? He dunks with the help of his son, who throws him, a, you know, Mega Man's jump pad, whatever. Um, but, like, again, we can't overlook the fact that the Goon Squad, with AD, with Dame Lillard, with Clay, with Diana, with Neka, Ugumike, like, they scored four, and Don Cheeto at some point, has to be in the game, okay? This guy went from coaching to playing like Bill Russell, all right? Um, no, he was Nick Nurse in Europe. <laughs> he was, this was Nick Nurse in, in England. Holy crap. This guy had to put up 30. Oh, my God. So they scored four points, technically, officially, in the second half? I think half? so, yeah, because I think the final score was like 1,000 to like 42 to like 1,043. And they had like 1,037 points a half. <sighs> Yeah, I'm so, not going to lie. The second half lost my attention a little bit. But, like, um, yeah, you know who they should have had in this movie? Giannis, man. I think Giannis would have handed it up and really movie. enjoyed, like, but playing I, somebody in this movie. As you know, like, you know, people, Americans take issue with people who can't speak English, you know, apparently. And this is uh, this is something that is going to probably affect people in, in the movies. Um, yeah, uh, other things to note from this game. Dame Lillard. So, so. If, if my math is correct on this, Dame has now lost to the granny, Looney Tunes granny, and also Compazzo. He's been shut down by Compazzo and the granny <laughs> and losing to Austin Rivers in the same two months. And, and he caught two L's with Team USA already. That's correct. So yeah. what is He's also on? lost to Gabe Vincent. <laughs> he's lost to Gabe Vincent. So <laughs> I mean, let me give you like... I feel like Granny's probably the top of that list. Like he's got to catch the least amount of slander for getting shut down by Granny. But um, it's hilarious. Movie. The movie came out on the same day of all the trade rumor stuff too. For Dame, <laughs> you think LeBron told Dame like, "Yo, yo, demand a trade. We need more. We need more yeah, press. We just need more PR. More space. <laughs> we just need more." PR. They're like, "Yo, Clay, get on your boat and do a do an IG live right now." <laughs> no, Giannis. Uh, now that I keep thinking about oh. it, man, I really wish Giannis was in this. I think it would have been a really cool introduction. He's like, like freakish, you know, with the length of the yeah. arms. Like you could very easily turn that into. And like you know, a... he would have hammed it up. I think that's the one thing too is like, yeah. I want people who like aren't taking themselves too seriously, and are gonna be like, "Yo, I'm in Space Jam, <clears throat> like I'm just gonna come in like ham it up." It just needed to be a little bit more fun. It's, it wasn't like imaginative, you know. Like there was nothing like, I don't know. It just felt like they just did it because they could do a movie. Well, I mean, my things with it was like a. They put in too many cameos. Like it was like one of those movies you got to go back and like read a list to be like, oh yeah, it turns out you know um, James Gandolfini was there reprising his character of Tony. Soprano. Yeah, because there's and all I'm these like, people in the background of like. like the why game, do I right, need to see crowd. that? What? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I love The Sopranos. You know I love Tony, but like what the hell is he but doing in Space Jam? That's what I'm saying. Who's in that creator's room? Who's in that writer's room telling LeBron? Yeah. And telling Rich Paul that, like, no, this is not a good idea. Because yeah. somebody so, probably walked in and was like, yo, people love when, like, we watch Marvel shows and Marvel movies and you can find all these Easter eggs. Sure. Like, we should totally use the whole up movie the Warner Brothers. Eggs, they, yeah, they... but that's like, I know you're a big hip hop guy. It reminded me of, like, an album from The Game. Because I don't know. Oh, wow. The Game used to drop shout outs to everybody on, like, mm. every song. Like, that was his thing. Like, he would shout out every rapper that he knew. Okay. And this movie felt like that like it was just all these shout outs for no reason like we're just gonna show everything because we can yeah well i mean there was like 
the Iron Giant was there. King Kong was there. Like um, they did like Matrix references, right? Yeah, I think there was like Mad Max stuff. Like there's a lot of other stuff. Clockwork like, Orange apparently was there. Like yeah. a reference to that. Like some of it was cool, but which by the way, this is probably like if you go to a buffet, right? Like if they put in a million references, every single person can connect with like two or three of them. And yeah. I guess that's the idea. Um, but like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think that part was a little distracting. It was sort of like so many cameos, although some of them I did enjoy. Like LeBron being sorted to Hufflepuff made a lot of sense to me personally. Oh, yeah. Are you a, you a Harry Harry Potter guy? I'm not like a Harry Potter guy. Like, I'm not like a Harry Potter so, stan by any means. I know you're a Lord the of the Rings guy. So like, what level do you stand Harry Potter compared to like Lord of the Rings? No, nah, Lord of the Rings is substantially better than Harry Potter. Harry <laughs> we got to talk about that one day too. What do you love about Lord of the Do you like the actual text or the movies better? Um, quite honestly, it's blasphemous, but probably the movies. It's just easier to engage with. Yeah. Because if you read the they books. they just go for walks like me every day. Yeah. Yo, it, half the book is them walking in forests and then singing like a weird poem with like weird English <laughs> in it. Like, you know, and I do enjoy that, but like it's harder to consume that. But no, the movies are great, man. No, I respect it. Well, anyway, um, so that's my, my one issue was like it was a little bit too overboard. With Not even a little bit. It was a lot overboard. Way too overboard. And there's just no point. You're just doing it to just do it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the connections weren't fully there. And then the other thing is just like I wish. So there's two ports, portions of LeBron's acting in this one. There's LeBron as a voice actor with, with the animated character. And then there's LeBron like in the flesh. Right. Um Every time it was LeBron in the flesh, I was just like, he was so stiff. Like, he just didn't want to, like, engage yeah. and be fun. And that's the yeah. thing. Like, it's a kid's movie, so you really got to, like, come out and be goofy and, like, yeah. you know, be a little bit over the top, bring a lot of energy. But he seems so measured and everything. Like, I'm like, yo, yeah. you're not Al Pacino. Like, yes, this is not, you know, <laughs> you're not Michael. Like, who somehow was the only person not in the movie. I guess, you know, I guess, you know, no love for the Corneoli family. But, like, um. <clears throat> You know, like it just no. It, it, when you're that rich and successful, you know, it's you're not gonna laugh at yourself or make fun of yourself. Yeah, that's true. He was way better as a as a voice character, though. Like, I feel like. He, oh yeah, I thought the animated really, parts. I thought really the animated parts was like, if you take away all the references, like I thought it was cool. But it's like the minute they fall into the animated world, he like falls into the ground and the and it makes a Nike swoosh, and I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just like. Yeah, enough man and it enough. wasn't funny the way they did it you know what i mean like, it, was it was just like, like an advertisement vehicle like that's the thing i mean yeah, i understand most you could do that you could do that in a like, way where it's like oh it's like a wink and a nod to the audience but there wasn't even like any joke about it it was yeah, just like right. we're just gonna put a swoosh on there because we can all right haven't mentioned steve young yet what was yeah. that man well yeah saving that? So, <laughs> saving that i was watching this movie and then i went to bed at like speaking of thanasis <laughs> he literally had you know how people make fun of Jeremy Lin's NBA Finals run? Oh, it's come like a on, video man. No, on, don't. On Reddit no, you're going to do the compare. Come on, man. Where they slow down Jeremy's like one minute in garbage time. Oh, and man. he's throwing a pass out of bounds to like, I don't even know, like no, Chris was, Boucher or somebody. That was Danny Green, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, <laughs> that was during an actual meaningful moment. And that was way worse. But um, that's basically Steven Yun's uh, whole cameo. I was so excited because I didn't know. I didn't like do any research on this. I didn't know, and he showed up so quickly. You know, no, I had no idea. I had no I was idea. Like, oh, was... Wow, I was like, wow, look at look he's... at look at Steve. Like he's in everything. Yeah, shout out to him. He's probably going to be the only Asian character in this movie, but also <laughs> that means that he's the number one Asian in the world right now, or at least in North America. That's pretty cool. Like he's untouchable right now. 
but he did nothing. He literally did nothing. Like I didn't even know what his role was. Was he? I think like, he was like a Warner Brother exec when they did the presentation, right? But he said like two words, and he just like sat there and did his Got little check, smile. This which, guy, um, this guy did Minari and Space Jam two in the same year. <laughs> Look at the range, man. The range is wild, man. This guy got a this Come guy got Derek Jeter at shortstop. This guy's <laughs> this guy's John McDonald at shortstop. Don't, I listen. I watched the Blue Jays. All right, <laughs> I watched the Blue Jays. Yeah, you definitely watched them all those years when they won sixty seven games. Yes, I, that's exactly why I don't watch them anymore. I was scarred. I was like, every year is the same. They're like, oh, we're per- perpetually five games back of the AL East. I think they're still five games back of the AL East. To be honest. <laughs> I'm tired, man. Um, no, shouts to our guy, man. That was a cool cameo. See, those are the cameos that they should have done. Did like, you like Michael like B. Jordan's life. cameo? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was okay. That one actually made sense. That was actually pretty funny. I, 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 I laughed a little. Yeah. I was it know. like, I was I slapping my knee? No, but like at 2 a.m., was it funny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah the movie's not for us, and, and that's fine. I mean... Well, who's us, bro? Like, you know, again, <laughs> no, I can't you're getting drifted. Like this, this is the only opportunity I can just casually no, lump man. you in. Nah, we, we mark different boxes on the census. Like <laughs> That's why That's why you keep saying you like the movie. <sighs> yeah, whatever, man. Yeah. Uh, All right. how, how, many, how many stars are we giving this out of five, man? Five-star uh, rating system. Five stars. I'm going to give this for parents taking the kids to the movies. Yeah. Uh, just watch it at home. <laughs> a two, no, a two and a half. A two and a half okay. for parents. Give it I a, think there's give it a some one. things to be excited about. Like, you're not going to fall asleep during the movie. Like, you're not taking your kids to watch, like, um, man, what are kids' movies? Like, like Diary of a Wimpy Kid. You're not, you're not taking your kids to watch <laughs> Diary of a Wimpy Kid 2, okay? Like, you're, it, it has more juice than that. Um, kids will have fun. Kids will have fun kids, watching this. It's probably like a four- for kids i'm 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 saying man kids are gonna love dame i feel like dame's gonna be the big winner out of this again dame got shot down by granny man like (laughs) i know but i feel like he was like cool i thought he was cool Mm. did he i was excited was it cool that he put his own rap music in there oh yeah i really wanted to see a rap battle between because they got the (sighs) the pig character um oh yeah the notorious, notorious PIG. pig yeah which was great oh, like, great 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 reference yeah uh yeah. the bars the bars <laughs> were, the, the were all right but like i really thought he was gonna rap against dame and dame was gonna lose and i really would have wanted that moment just for myself but it was oh, anyways shouts uh shouts to warner brothers canada you know for for the movie code this absolutely uh, this no, the content cool. for like you. the gear is great this the content think... for you one star <laughs> no that's still come on one one star. Yo, give me another example of a one-star movie for you, man. Come on. One star. Man, I'm trying to think, man. The 2018 uh, playoffs? <laughs> that's, that's minus six, <laughs> that a, man. That was a one nah, star. That's a moon. That's not even a star. That's a moon. That's, a, that's an asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a black hole. Nah. <laughs> it's like one of those uh, particles. All right, all right. I'll give it a two. Two stars. Two stars. <laughs> Yo, come on, bro. You gave Utah's Raptor season an A+. plus. <laughs> You can't be giving this two. Yo, my one? grading systems are wild, man. What is this, man? No, this is yeah. this is this is bias. This is a pro Asian bias. This there is we go, happening. man. There we go. Asian Cisco and Ebert. We did it. All right. So three stars. Now, what do you mean we did it, man? Come on, you know the podcast. So the React Pod, we got to finish off. Three stars. Gerald Henderson, all that stuff. Three stars for me. Don Cheeto, you agree? Obviously, first star. He was again. He had to carry so much of the movie because nobody else was acting. In a, in a movie so he had to like overact 
But that's the point. You're a villain. You're a cartoon. Like he lived it up and he was really good. I really enjoyed Don Gino's character. His arc was not the most satisfactory, but he's not writing his own story. That's fine, right? He just feels like he had no redeemable qualities other than just being uh, engaging as a villain. Uh, Second star for me, I had Lola, Lola Bunny. And then third star was just LeBron's voice acting. So when LeBron was uh, an animated character on screen, he was voicing. I thought he was really good. What are your three stars after Don Cheadle? I guess the two stars. Yeah, no, Don Don Cheadle, clear cut uh, first star. Uh, number two, gonna give it to my guy Steve Yun. Uh, what? Yeah, this, this, this is the Hollywood Asian bias once again. Man. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's unbelievable, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love to see Asians thriving. Yep. Uh, number three, I'm gonna go to Dame. I guess I really like Dame's wow, really character. Like Dame's character. This, <laughs> yeah. Well, ah, yeah. There we go. It's okay. <laughs> um, Gerald Henderson Award. I got Granny for me. I was really entertained by the Granny. I just thought like she. Had a lot Yo, of Granny great showed up. appearances. Granny showed up. Huge in the comeback. Like, yeah, Granny was like Malcolm Miller in the 30-point comeback. Yes. Against against the Mavs. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Played her role. I hope I hope Malcolm Miller is doing well, man. Malcolm Miller, come on the podcast, I guess. Yeah, show us a Malcolm Miller, man. Yeah. Good dude. Um, do you got a Patrick Patterson award for this? For this? Um, LeBron, LeBron uh, in human form? Warner Brothers, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, Warner <laughs> Brothers really got there. It was really just like I could have read I, the IMDb page, you know, like no, I guess I could have read the real. Wikipedia page, like honestly, like I get it. It Warner- was just, it was just very uninspired, is all I'll say. Mm. Just uninspired. Do you have a favorite cameo or <sighs> I don't for, know? Okay, I'll go for me. For me, I like seeing LeBron in a, in a Harry Potter context. He was Hufflepuff, which does make a lot of sense. He is kind of nerdy and corny. So he's Hufflepuff for me. Um, probably, definitely not Gryffindor. Um, and the other two, I don't, I don't think he's Slytherin. Like that's that's too far for him, and he's not Ravenclaw either for sure. So he's Hufflepuff. That makes sense. Um, and also LeBron in the Mad Max, like he really got himself like that, like Mohawk for like two <laughs> seconds. That was cool. I'll I'll give a shout out to him working in a Taco Tuesday reference at the end. Yeah. <laughs> without the uh, without the racially insensitive part, oh, yeah, it. but I think he was going there. I think they cut that out. <laughs> I could hear him they getting cut, ready. They cut that out ready. like like our whole Nick Nurse clutch sports discussion <laughs> on this episode. Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shouts to Space Jam too, man. Yeah. So you're not gonna you're not gonna take your your nephews to see it. Are you gonna take your nephews? Come on, you take your nephews to see everything basketball, man. You took them to yeah, see the 905. You're not gonna take them to take them to see. <laughs> Henry Ellenson was uh was Kyle Lowry or something like that. Like, <laughs> it was wet fire, bro. Uh no, but um no, nah, I'll send them my Cineplex code or something. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. Damn. Actually, I don't, I never asked them. They I don't even know if they're excited about it. I feel like it's probably one of those movies that kids are gonna talk about though. I think the idea is you get the parents excited to go and then they take their kids as the reason why they go. Yeah, yeah. No, the kids are gonna love it, man. Your kids are gonna yeah. love it. Yeah, really cool. did this. Really, really worth <sighs> thirty minutes of space jamming. That's uh. What are you gonna do the rest of this off season? Well, I guess free agency's coming. I was gonna say the draft is coming next week ish. Live show, people are gonna call in and carry the content. I have for a us. feeling the Raptors are gonna swerve and draft someone that we're not expecting, bro. You, you may find a Scotty Barnes too quickly, man. Too soon. 
Now people, are, now people are gonna play that. I clip don't even know what Scotty Barnes. I've never watched a single clip of any of these guys. Man. Like when Scotty the only Barnes, the clip I've seen is <laughs> like, like the twenty twenty eight NBA Finals game winning buzzer beater with five bounces this time without a four. Uh, people are gonna have clip front of back and then show us calling him an Indiana Pacers Associated Press reporter. <laughs> my only, my only clip I've seen is Jalen Suggs hitting that game winner in the Final Four. Man, yeah. That's why I think he's the best player in the draft. Yeah, he does it every game, man. He does it every game. <laughs> we got to mention that Dwayne Casey said he judges players. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He interviews the draftees and judges them depending on whether they make their beds or not. Mm. So, Do you make your bed? Uh, I mean, it depends on the day. How, um, do you, how do you make your bed? Because I feel like this is like a controversial thing for everybody. I, I feel this is honestly probably what Dwayne Casey is saying to Kate <laughs> Cunningham and the Detroit Tigers game right now, watching uh, Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Just trying I to show versatility. Sh- I wasn't even sure if you really said that, man. <laughs> At first, I was like, yo, is Miguel Cabrera a basketball player? <laughs> you know, it's wild right now. But the, So Kate Cunningham's going to drop to three. No, I'm happy. No, not now that I think about it more, like, man, I wish the Raptors moved up more because four is a spot where they don't really get to choose, obviously, from like the top four guys. Yeah. It's whoever's kind of left. Like two or three would have been really good for them. I mean, one, obviously, but like even two or three would have made a huge difference, I feel like. Yeah. But I mean, whatever. we'll see, though. I, I do think like the, the best development situation is still Toronto. Like I think no, they, for sure. they could definitely do the best job with all the guys available. It's just Well, like, I mean, it goes without saying, not to sound like Magic Johnson, but like, I mean, it, it's going to make a huge difference. The second difference. pick is better than the fourth pick. <laughs> no, it makes a huge yeah. difference if they actually nail this, right? Like this yes. could... No, but for real though, like I'm looking at like, I was thinking about like the Hawks with like Trey Young, right? Okay. Like imagine if they didn't nail Trey Young, where would the Hawks be right now? Like a 31 team? They'd be the Orlando Magic. They'd be the Hawks of last year. Cause, cause the magic, I mean, they've stunk up the draft like how many years in a row, right? Well, the, they so they are the perpetual like number five pick in the draft. Like yeah. they've they've moved down in the draft so many times. It's actually amazing. They're the anti Cleveland, basically. Also, <laughs> speaking of the draft, one of my favorite things is after the Raptors moved up in the lottery. Uh, shouts to our guy Assad. Everyone on Twitter is like, yo, because Assad all year was like oh tanking's dumb and everything right mm. everyone's like you don't get to enjoy this number four pick <laughs> like what are you guys talking about Asad gets to enjoy this as much as everyone <laughs> like who says that man. i saw people being like no no man this guy said tanking was bad he doesn't get to enjoy this yeah people are out here so. telling people not to enjoy their, their how people can enjoy their fandoms what's going on man? yeah well i mean that's there's a whole industry for that quite honestly no, but I mean, like, I remember, like, during, like, the, the championship year, like, I remember going to regular season, talking to, like, some courtside fans or whatever, and they were like, oh, I was like, what do you think of the trade? Like, what do you think of Kawhi so far? And they're like, I don't like him, you know? Like, I love DeMar so much, and I can't like Kawhi. I'm never – I'm going to – I hate him. I, I hate that he's the reason DeMar's gone. Like, I hate everything. I'm, I promise you, come June 13th, 2019, that person was celebrating – person was in the street that person was out all night the person went to the parade that person went to the, the season over the next the, the next year getting the rings the person probably got, has a Kawhi jersey probably got a Kawhi jersey so that's that's a side that's all and it wasn't <laughs> just a side man I mean like you know you know I didn't want I, them to I didn't want I didn't want them to, to watch them lose it was it was really hard I wanted watching to them watch lose. I wanted to watch them in the play-in 
My thing wasn't like my thing wasn't like yo, let's not try to get this draft pick. I just think once you go down that road, it's just a loser mentality. Like, are we tanking for several years here? What's going on, man? Yeah, no. But I got it at the end. I mean, once they started sitting Kyle the whole second half, Mm. it was like, all right, I guess we'll just do running back about Freddie Gillespie dancing. I mean, listen, they they needed to give us that content too. <laughs> Yo, that's, this season was, How do we do this the season whole year? was a tough time, man? Because <laughs> I made up an outline for you every week, bro. Yeah, not legit. I yeah, we we record running back every Wednesday at ten a.m. and I wake up probably nine thirty. You know, do my usual morning stuff, and like two minutes after ten o'clock, I show up and I open that that list for the first time, and, uh, <laughs> and then we do the show. So, no, that's great. <laughs> Loving the comment section. Yeah. It's fun. Well, All right. How, how much time do we milk? Yeah, out of no, this, this is enough, man. This is enough. You gonna, <laughs> I guess we can't plug your book still, man. Jeez. No, it's all good. Coming soon. Writing Coming a Raptors soon. book, too. Yeah. Yeah. What's Next. Tell me the idea of the Raptors book. Yeah. So it's going to be a deep dive into how the Raptors came to Toronto, um, all okay. of the behind the scenes stuff, and then stuff from the first year. We're going to be doing interviews, obviously, with people involved. You know, I think people get, I think people know the outline of like the Raptors. Obviously, they've heard about the logo. Mm-hmm. You know, they've heard about them beating the Bulls, Michael Jordan and the Bulls in the first year. But yep. this will dive a bit more into that. And then part of the book is going to highlight kind of different pockets of the city as well. And looking oh, at cool. what the arrival of the Raptors mm-hmm. meant to kind of different demographics. Nice. Um, so going to be weaving that in as well, because uh, I think it'd be cool to tell the story from that perspective, because it's just... I think there are a lot of great Raptors writers, but I don't think they focus on that too much. No. Like, I think we like to parade out the fact that the Raptors have a, like a diverse fan base and all of that. And like shouts to, to Nav Badia, super fan, but I love to hear about stories of other people as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, like, I agree with you, man. Um, no, that's really cool. I, I think honestly, just in general, I feel like because I think Toronto is a lot of newcomers, the the, the per, I guess the overarching storyline of Toronto doesn't get told. Like even as someone who has lived in the city for twenty years now, like I don't know the history of Toronto really like that. Like I think you kind of have a general idea of like what the history of New York was, or like the history of even Montreal, for example, or like Quebec City. Like you just don't have that same sense of history with with Toronto, especially in the last like thirty or odd years, where it's like really accelerated to the point where it's been. So you know, it's cool, man. I get to get to read about that portion from you and i think you're a great voice to to tell that story and um you know that's uh, i'm looking forward to two years from now having you on the podcast bugging you about this, <laughs> this book and uh you you're not telling people where to where to buy it you're not dropping the uh i don't know the i guess i guess you're not supposed to buy on amazon like where, where do you where are you supposed to buy this book from i guess chapters or whatever yeah wherever you want no don't worry man promo tour for for my book is is starting next month so it'll be insufferable but send me the google docs send me the 260 page google doc (laughs) (laughs) let me read the advanced copy yeah i got you bro i got you okay that does for the podcast thanks everyone for listening thanks alex for staying up past his bedtime for for this podcast come on man you got the space jam 2 (laughs) review um you got kyle Ari rumors you got nick nurse <laughs> rumors and uh Yo, somebody round up don't you have a fan who counts up all the three stars someone did that already all right yeah. but i want someone to count up all of will's baseball references <laughs> okay send me send me the starting the batting lineup from all the references i want i want lyle okay. overbay batting lead off yeah. <laughs> right 
We got Miguel Cabrera cleanup. <laughs> we got Jesse Lich on the mound for seven innings. Uh, this this team is really the 2006 Blue Jays game. You got, I guess I didn't mention Vernon Wells. Uh, yeah, shouts to Calvum Escobar. Alex, Alex Rioche. Um, <laughs> Rioche. <laughs> Aaron Hill. Is that where the Olympics were held a few years ago? In a Rioche. <laughs> Oh my God! Who else, man? Jeez, who else? Who was catcher on all this? Oh, Greg Zahn! Oh my God! Yeah, Greg Zahn! Oh man! Oh God! JP oh, Aaron Sebia! Yeah, that's tough. Oh wow! Yo, the Jays have—they've yeah. had some catchers. Yeah, it's Damn. unfortunate, man. Who do they? Oh yeah, who, who's the um, the guy they got from the White Sox? He was old. Catcher? No, the first baseman. Sometimes DH'd. Frank, Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas. Yeah, Frank Thomas. The yeah, big yeah. hurt. The Big Hurt. Yeah, great nickname. Great, Jose great Canseco was here for a little bit too, man. Yeah, that's before my time, man. You're going to tell me about Rogers, <laughs> Roger Clemens and... Uh... Really got to explain to you who Ken Griffey Jr. is. Eh? Yeah, I don't know who that is, man. There's got to be a Ken Griffey the third. I'll understand Ken Griffey the third. <laughs> so. Oh, right. man. Wow. Wow. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, so, All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, I'll be back later in the week with more podcasts somehow. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 